Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Rug Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Rug Up Buttercup. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Rug Up Buttercup. We have a girl chat today. And it's just going to be for fun because we thought that like after a year and a half, maybe you should kind of get to know us a little more outside of us just being military spouses and like our military spouse life stories and our military kids stories, like just us. So today, Ashley came up with some really fun Q&As to let you guys get to know us. So we'll just kind of get started and enjoy the chat. Yeah. So yeah, we, like Sabrina said, we really wanted to be able to give you guys a little more insight on who we are. And, um, so super fun questions. Um, I'm going to start off with one, cause I think me and Sabrina have started reading a lot of books this year. So, um, what is your guys' favorite book? So I'll go first. Um, my all time favorite is Harry Potter. I think we've talked about this before, like how I have such a connection to it, but I'm reading Zodiac Academy right now. And it's, it's really good. Like it's got that same feel, except for it's a little bit more adultish. <laughs> a little. It's very a little much bit. adultish. There's a lot of there's a little bit of spice in there. Um, but I really enjoy it. So um I'm on very much stage. adultish. Do not let your teenagers read that. That's not appropriate. Maybe old teenagers. I, like, like 16 and up. At least, yeah. At least. I mean, there's there, it's spicy. Um, <laughs> especially <laughs> as you get into the books, further into the books, you're like, ooh. Um <laughs> I agree though. That book is super fun. My husband's even been walking around with his headphones on all day listening to it. So like today he had all day to himself in the car. He's been out driving and running errands. And so he's been listening to it. All That's today. how I do it. I listen to it on audio. Um, I, it kind of has the same feel. Like if you're a young, like you have a young college student or you're a young adult who likes young adult books or that fantasy fay type of realm, you'll enjoy that book. Um, like it would have been like perfect to read during college. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I feel like, like it would have been like a nice transition. Like Harry Potter is very high school and then you can transition into like this book. I agree. Everything. What about you, Cam? What's your favorite book? I honestly don't do much reading. So I'm more of a movie person. Do I... you have a favorite book like growing up? No, not really. <laughs> um, you know, as a kid I was only surrounded by Archie comic books so I read a lot of those but other than that you know just reading into school stuff and doing work that way okay I mean that's Kira Kira loves Archie she just got an Archie book that has a dog it's like about their pet so she's obsessed with those too she loves graphic novels Archie that's like Riverdale stuff right Right. Uh, I don't know exactly what the character is. I'm not. I really don't remember. I'm horrible at reading. I know my kids are like Caden is really into the new series for the kids, The Last Kids on Earth. Hmm. That's been his here has one of those. Yeah, those are cool. There's a lot of great authors out there nowadays. Like I feel like there's a lot more because I feel like when we like when I was growing up, it was like like Nancy Drew, which I love Nancy Drew. Like if you have a girl, Nancy Drew is Jay Bloom books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the babysitters club, um, and then like transition Harry Potter, but then it like came out like Percy Jackson and the hunger games and all that kind of stuff, like came out like 
more towards when I was in high school, late high school, college, um, which I would have loved reading those in high, like in middle school, high school. So um, I feel like there's a lot more out there for kids that age nowadays. Yeah. Even starting younger, they have like the cat. I don't even know what it is. It's some sort of cat, like sci-fi like that, where they are like, I'll have superpowers that Kira really likes. Um, but my favorite book was actually Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. I love classics. So I spent a whole I year do. reading classics. And I think that was probably when I was like 25 and loved it. I don't know what it is about Great Expectations, but of all the, the classics that I've read, that one really just like hit home. And I think that everybody should have a chance to read that because it's just written so well. I mean, if you've read Charles Dickens, like even just like the Christmas Carol, uh, <laughs> Great Expectations is 10 times better <laughs> it follows such a good storyline and it's such a long story but it's so good yeah classic oh, one that i have over here that i'm waiting on is the girl wash your face book oh yeah mm-hmm. i heard somebody say some really great things about those i liked the first movie. book the first book was really good but i feel like the second book was kind of a repetition of exactly what she said in the first book over and over (laughs) I was kind of like I read about halfway through it and I was like this is the same book and I don't understand why she published two but the first one is really good I like her like her self-help like resonates with a lot of women I think yeah yeah I guess my favorite adult book would be the Alice Network um that one yet that one's so good the Alice Network and the Rose Code um both of those are so good um if you like era books like in like world war one world war two that's right up your alley it was so good like i highly recommend those books um those are probably my favorite adult genre books um okay so transitioning into another um question i think we talked about this before but i can't remember if it was on the podcast or if we did this as like a q a question for like our trainings with them deployed love but if the pandemic, when the pandemic is officially over, like over, over, no restrictions, nothing, and you have a free ticket to anywhere in the world, where would you go? Iceland. I think Iceland. it's the coolest country. I want to like land in one place, do the whole tour of the entire island, like camp out, do all the different like lagoons and the beachside spots and just really get the full experience. I think that would be a cool trip. Yeah. That'd be cool. Kim? I would have to say with Tessa leaving I would probably go to Italy so Italy is gorgeous yes and I want to go over and see the Eiffel Tower too so that would be a whole Europe trip yeah yes. just a Europe trip European trip get on um, a train and not have to drive those roads over there are a little daunting like Tessa was saying <laughs> driving those roads is like but that's so what's insane. great about Europe is they have that that train transportation so oh, you yeah. literally could backpack across Europe and you can the enjoy the like actual scenery too. Like you can, instead yeah. of having to worry about driving, you can be like, oh, look at the trees. Look at the mountains. Yeah. I'm just worried I would get lost on the train or miss my stop. It I really, mean, it is challenging, I guess. A you little have to learn bit. a few languages. Cause like Italy, you'd have to know Italian. You get through Austria, you'd have to know German. And then you get into Paris or France and you have to learn French. And the French people were not very helpful with us getting on trains at all. The Germans were all right with like helping you get, make sure you got the right kind of ticket. But like the French were like, yeah, figure it out. Good luck. French people are <laughs> not the nicest. No, they're not. Not the nicest. Um, I would probably, my, my dream destination would be Greece. Um, although Iceland sounds super cool. So um, 
we'll just make a European cruise together. We'll just there do we the go. whole thing and then we'll get on a plane to Iceland on the way back. Cause I mean, that's what I've heard. Like the cheapest in the way world. to do it. Like just yeah. go up to Iceland, pop over. Well, to get to Europe I, or to England, I think the cheapest way to do it is to get a layover in Iceland. And if you time it right, you can get like a full like 48 hours in Iceland. And so then you could go travel around Iceland to get back on your plane and finish the rest of your flight. But it's considered a layover instead of two trips. Which is I'm mentally cool. like remember that in case we have orders to ever go overseas. That'd like, be so cool, right? Just take that yes. extra little vacation along the way. <laughs> like how cool would that be? Um, all right. I don't know my answer to this one yet, but um, I got to think about it for a second. But what's the strangest thing? Oh, I know what it is. What's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Mine would be rattlesnake is probably the strangest oh. that I've eaten. And it was, I mean, it was it taste rubbery. Yeah. It was, I don't like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it had a weird texture um, and we fried it. So like it tastes like anything that's fried, like fried alligator, anything like that. But I think that's probably the strangest. Yeah, I've been on the cruise. Um, other than eating, so like, the cruises really- let you like try foods. So they always have like an appetizer of like something that you would probably never try in your real life. And so I've done like frog legs, cow tongue, oh. um, the snails. But still growing up, we lived in Nebraska and Colorado. And the weirdest thing I've ever eaten is definitely Rocky Mountain Oyster. It's just, oh, and I got tricked, about this before. I got yeah. tricked into that crap. So getting told it's seafood and it is not seafood and that is not okay. I think it's just weird just knowing what it is, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm a really picky either. So <laughs> I don't really eat anything. You don't go out of your comfort zone? No. Um, I'm always willing to try things to an extent, to an extent. Like there's some things where I'm less like, I don't know if I want to do that. My kids tried the frog legs on the cruise and they said it did taste like chicken. They had no problem with it. So Madison used to eat like squid, like the steamed squid. Oh, I don't know what steamed. I like the fried squid. That's good. No, you could see like all the tentacles and everything, like the little body. And then, um, Travis had Rocky Mountain oysters in no, Honduras, and that was gross. That's so um, gross. Like, why? Who was the first person who was like, well, A, we're going to castrate our cows, and then B, we're going to eat those. Like, <laughs> who was like that? Is who that what like, it is? See what that tastes like. <laughs> yes, oh, that's what it is. It's so disgusting. Oh, I didn't know either. It was yeah. It's definitely that's why that's on my top nasty things I've eaten. And it wasn't that it tasted bad. It's just the concept of like, why? Why are we eating that? And I got definitely got tricked into it by my dad. Like it was like these are oysters, and you're like, okay, I'll try a fish. Like fine, whatever. <laughs> and afterwards, you ate it. He was like, so by the way, and you're like, that's disgusting. Why? <laughs> Like I yeah. can't even think of the first person who was like, "Yeah, that'll be that'll be all right. Let's just fry them and let's see how they taste." Ugh. I'm glad I've not tried that um, at all. <laughs> um, okay, so I think this one's really funny for us because I feel like me, all three of us could definitely just live without these in general. Um, but what is your what is the emoji you could not live without? Mine's the wink, but I also send it as like the the colon and the the smiley face it never pops up as an actual wink emoji because oh. I'm so old school I, just I was like I feel school. like all three of us like 
we we had we used phones and things like that prior to emoji so like it's like i think we can all live without it i use the thumbs up a lot in responses so i'm just always like thumbs up um but yeah i could live without all of them yeah my kids say i overuse the emojis but i only really <laughs> use the laughing face and like the kissing one. oh yeah the rolling i do use the rolling laughing one a lot yes um <laughs> I, I, I feel like lol is respond. so like i feel like when i use lol i'm so old so i have to use the rolling eye emoji yeah, I don't even like. I just type it. It like naturally is instinctively. The, oh, you just semicolon and then you don't even the, like go and click on it. You just do that. That's no. funny. <laughs> but it half the time on a lot of the different forms, especially like Snapchat, which is what I'm on all the time talking to Dustin. It's like it just sends it as just the the symbols. It doesn't even send it as an emoji. Like I'm so well, old. That's hilarious. Some phones, like I think it's the Samsung or something. If you send it from the iPhone to that phone, it doesn't go through as, as an what ours would normally be. It's something else. I still oh, use my number three and the- I do too, yeah. The heart. I'm yeah. like, who has time to push the extra button to find an emoji and scroll? Like sometimes I'll add them like to our posts that it like gets some people's attention, but like, no, in a general conversation, I don't have the time for that. Yeah. I don't know the post that so it was in our um hearts connected page I think it was posted by user brain it was like explain yourself in emojis and I was like I don't even know where to start like, <laughs> well, like nowadays they have like hidden I guess that would be <laughs> and, and and you're just like what like yeah, TikTok told me different hearts mean different things I was like but I still don't know what they mean <laughs> so yes a lot. like hearts mean different things um certain things mean like if you send certain things like it means this and I'm just kind of like like you can't even see me but I'm like looking like I'm lost because like I like I'm like an eggplant's an eggplant like <laughs> but clearly not that is not <laughs> I'm especially if you put it with like a winky face eggplant all that type of thing so um and you would think that they would have like a directory for these type of things but there's not there's not one so you can go ask one of the young kids and feel really old or you can just continue to live in sweet bliss that you may be sending something inappropriate to somebody <laughs> My kids make me feel old all the time when I send stuff. They're constantly like, yeah, that's, you're saying LOL again. I'm like, thanks. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. What is your favorite snack for a road trip? Probably just beef jerky. I like to just have a simple something or peanuts or something, something protein wise to like because I hate snacking on junk food. I, I've just taken too many nutrition classes that I feel guilty when I eat uh-huh. chips and stuff. So then I'm like, I can't just have chips and a soda. I'm like, I have to eat something, even though it's not good for you, really. The gas station stuff is not good for you, but like, hmm. Yeah, I think we usually have pretzels. Pretzels is usually like go-to in the car. And then we always have some type of gummy, like mm-hmm. snack. Because the kids like, keep them like happy but then we still eat like mcdonald's and wendy's yeah. on the way so i don't know yeah mine would be pistachios i love the salty crunchy pistachios. That's a good one. plus it keeps your hands and your mouth busy when you're driving it's a long drive it's an activity too 
Yeah. And I can't drive at night. So if I'm driving at night, I have to have something to drink and to eat because if not, yeah no I usually have to have something to sip on like I either coffee or water um and then I'm okay not munching on things I think I my go-to is like maybe gum like mentally like I'm chewing on something but like I'm not actually sitting there eating a bunch of different things yeah I mean it depends on how long the road trip is if it's Mm -hmm. all day long then yeah there's snacks but like most trips for under four hours or so then no we probably just get a drink and that's good enough because I also am one of those like let's just get there kind of people half the time. So I'm like, I don't really want to make 15 road stops for you to go to the bathroom and pee. You're getting one bottle of water and that's, that's what we're getting. And we're going to go where we're going. Yeah. That's a, that's a good, good. My husband is very much. So we'll stop when I need gas. So yeah, usually we do nothing until four hours in or three and then it's gas bathroom something to eat and then try to just get there yeah that's usually how we are but with having a toddler we do have to tend to stop a little bit more because you can't tell a toddler just to hold it like they're not they're not holding it so it's either you risk having a pee-filled car seat or you stop so it does tend to make our trips currently right now a little bit longer but um not too bad All right, this one's going to be a little bit more in depth, I think. So what are the two biggest choices that you, that got you where you are today? I'll go first. So one of mine is probably when I decided that I was going to leave App State and, turn, and move back closer to home. Um, to be closer to Jeremy because Jeremy got stationed at Fort Bragg. So I wanted to come back and be a little bit closer. Um, I had wanted to double major. Um, I ended up not double majoring, but, um, so I moved back home closer to home. So that kind of set me on like a little bit of a different path that I, um, didn't initially plan, which then led me to being a military spouse for the last 15 years. Um, Second would be not having kids right away. Um, we didn't have kids. I think we were four and a half after four and a half years after we got married. So um, that was something that was a little bit different. It gave us time to be a couple and I got to focus on a career for a little bit. And then I now get to enjoy still having a career, but getting to enjoy like also having time to myself not not time to myself but having that time to myself without having other responsibilities yeah at a young age nice. yeah yeah um so I would have been completely happy to have them earlier yeah. but um I think those those two choices gave me an opportunity to be where I'm in today like goal like career-wise um, my work experience um but people have met the experiences I've gotten to take. I think those are probably my two choices that I made that kind of led me to where I am today. Cause it would be very different if I hadn't changed those two things. Yeah. What about you, Kim? That's a tough one. Um, I would say, obviously the first one is meeting my husband. I always say that 
the area that I live in and being here that getting away from here and not not necessarily away from here but away from the path that I was going down and meeting my husband and just changing the way that I live I guess is I don't know so meeting him has definitely put me in a different path of life than what I think I would normally be in um you know because my family's all um I guess blue collared is the word for it so my dad owns a tree service so I just I think that if I wouldn't have met my husband I would have never known anything about the military for one so being a military spouse and then um going to college. Um, I was also the first one in my family to go to college. So being accepted and then graduating with my degree. That's amazing. So I kind of changed the path, hopefully for my children to see that it can be done. So yeah, those are my two. I think that's a huge accomplishment, especially being the first to be like, I can choose my path. Like I don't have to just work for my dad and I have, don't have to just take over his company as that goes. So Mm -hmm. I think that's cool, Kim. I don't use my degree right now, unfortunately. Girl, I don't <laughs> think a lot of us it. do. I don't think a lot of us do. I think it's still really cool. I don't know. So mine would be um, allowing Dustin to have the chance to date me, I guess, because we were really good friends. We were friends, but like he wasn't what I normally would have dated. He isn't. And he, it was weird to, he asked after he got done with basic training, he was coming back for Christmas and asked, can I take you on a date? Like, just let me try. And if I hadn't let him come up to visit me in Colorado from Nebraska, then we wouldn't be where we were 13 years later. Like, I, it was a weird thing because in high school, I was like, oh, you should date, you know, you and Dustin would be great together. You guys should date. And I would always be like, it's Dustin. Like, no way. Like, that's not happening. But now we're really happy. And I, I'm glad that we did. And obviously, that's where my life has followed his, his, his career. So that's cool. And then I guess the other one would be giving up photography to really run with deployed love. And if I don't think if I had done that, we would be where we are because I probably would have given up on deployed love because money was what we were looking for. But I realized the passion and following that and having people like you guys that believe in me and like believe in the mission was like super, super important. So I'm glad that I did that. Yeah. I guess Jeremy was the same way with me. Like giving him the opportunity to be like, cause he's also not my typical, he was not my typical person that I would date. Um, and that was a choice and then a choice to stay with him <laughs> after high school. So, mm-hmm. which I'm really glad I did. So I think that, I think that's a really common thing across the board with a lot of military spouses is giving, whether you grew up in a military community and you're giving the military member a chance because you know full well, like what you're signing up to be, if, the relationship goes further or you know taking the chance on someone you may not necessarily be your picture in your head of who you're going to be but coming to find out that they're your perfect match that your best friend the love of your life type of thing so um take those chances like yeah. you never know you, you never know. know I feel like when we we think to ourselves oh this is the military guy I know what I'm getting into dating him I know this but we know, but we, but we don't, don't know. know the same yeah, though I either. Like it's such a 
a double-edged sword when people say that because yeah, yeah every experience is different sure whatever and then it's like oh this is what deployment is okay and then second deployment yeah this wasn't like the first one this one kind of stinks too and <laughs> they never they're different and you add it's so much is different mm-hmm. yeah I was having this conversation with someone the other day and I'm like it it's literally has been different every single time every time we've had a deployment or a training cycle or um he's gone off to school like it it's different and if anyone tells you it's the same mumbo jumbo is lying <laughs> like straight up lying to you um yeah. there's no right or wrong answer being a part of the armed forces I mean it's just like any other spouse or any any relationship those people are all different some yes we know there are those those young soldiers who are careless and do stupid things and get into all the trouble and cause the problems on the the bases that we're near but they're not all gonna be that way so judging them off of that alone is well that's just their age group in general like even if they're not a soldier 20 year old men are you know I mean the the stuff that college kids the stuff that the kids were doing in college with me and I'm I'm like hmm it's the same story yeah it is they're the same age some thought of like responsibility in the back of their like distilled responsibility from training and all that kind of stuff in the back of their head like there's always going to be those bad apples no matter where you go but um they're they're not as many as the great ones out there so and like we talked about it recently I think on the this the podcast with one of the moms is they grow and change a lot in that time where they go to training and I think that was the hugest thing with Dustin is he was kind of a wild child and followed high school. And so I didn't know what to expect when he'd gone through training and he had changed so much. So that date went so different than I had ever expected it to be because I was like, wow, you're like an adult, you know, like you act like a grown up. And it was, it was a nice change. Okay. So what are the best qualities you think you've inherited from your parents? <laughs> if any. I would say hard work from my dad and love like my dad is the most loving person he's got a mean side and a rough side and he's very blunt (laughs) but he is he definitely loves with all of his heart no matter who you are and then just the worth basket like he's taught me no matter what you work like you things aren't given to you. You got to work for them. Yeah. That's pretty much mine. Um, my work ethic and like nothing's handed to you. You have to work for it. Um, I also think my compassion, um, I think my parents didn't have, they didn't make the best decisions growing when they were younger. And so them showing me a little bit compassion, like anytime I made a mistake, um, and also sharing their experiences showed me that um, it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from those mistakes and you move on. So um, I think that was really important. And I try to do that with my kids. Um, but yeah, like my work ethic and like never kind of like backing down from a challenge type of thing is definitely my mom. <laughs> my mom is a firecracker for sure. So I definitely get that from her. For my mom, it would be more that like, she was always quiet too. So I've learned to listen 
I guess, listen a lot more to what people are saying and just be in the behind the scenes more and not always having to be the person who is doing everything. I guess I learned that like, you can learn a lot more about people and what they are actually saying um, by listening to them and knowing the people better, I guess. Trust your instincts kind of thing, like knowing really what they are saying versus what they're saying, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I like it. Um, okay, so I, I kind of feel like this might go along with our first question, but what's one activity or hobby that makes you lose all track of time? Painting. Painting. You think it's reading. I love reading, but like- I was going to say, I thought it would be reading for you. No, painting's my thing. I just don't ever have the time because you really have to have like a lot of time to set aside. We're reading, you can read for 15 minutes and set down your book, but like painting, yeah, yeah. once you get into it, it once you start shading and like all that, you have to be able to have time to finish what you're doing or you get lost somewhere you're at. So. See, that's me with reading. If I'm into it, I can't put it down. Like I, which is why like, I'm doing everything audible because then I can do everything that I need to do, but still listen to a book. Um, like I, I would literally read until like four o'clock in the morning if I could, but that's probably painting. you literally can't do anything else. I mean, you could, I could listen to my books and paint that would probably work, but beyond that, no, no, there's nothing else you can do. Your hands are busy. So yeah. What about you, Kim? Mine would be, <clears throat> just crafting I love arts and crafts so one thing that I really get into is scrapbooking which isn't very common anymore because everything's on social media Mm -hmm. but I used to be able to put scrapbooks together and just spend hours looking through pictures and positioning them in you know times and just yeah I love scrapping I still do that I think that's me on canva like when I'm making graphics like, yeah, that's like digital scrapbooking. Either, like yeah. it's not scrapbooking, but like that's my version of scrapbooking is like if I'm making graphics, like you could definitely use yeah. Canva to be digital scrapbooking though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Well, I, I feel like Facebook has kind of taken that for me too, is I'll load a lot of pictures of the children on there in different albums. And so then it's know. like, what's the point of yeah, sitting down and doing it? Well, my biggest thing, and you maybe you should try it, it was getting a daily planner. So then I could write like what we did for that day and we put pictures. And if there was like a ticket or something from what we did, we put that in there. So it's kind of like a mini scrapbook. And I keep those over the years because if I want to look back on certain things, I can well, look through them. I would definitely suggest never getting rid of that. If that's something you wish and cherish that you want to have, because like you could be like me where my Facebook got hacked and I lost yeah. everything. So like I have some photos, but I don't have everything and I don't have like all the posts, like, you know, um, so I did post for like, um, each month, like one, two, three, four, five months for the kids, like telling them like what they were doing, all that type of stuff. I have none of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I like initially I was like, oh, I can go and just pull all that up and like print it off into a book. And I don't have any of it. And I'm so unbelievably sad because like, I can't even access it from like, Jeremy's page or like my mother-in-law's page because like it was completely brought down so um if that's something you really do enjoy I definitely like don't don't rely on I don't know if it was just like a Nebraska tradition but as a senior a lot of the moms there in Nebraska gave us each a scrapbook for our graduation and so we got like it had like from birth all the way through like the different little and it was only probably like 20 pages but it was really cool because we all have those to keep now there's actually an app that you can 
download and go sign in through your Facebook and it will turn your years or something into different books. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine did that with all of hers and it was pretty neat. She had like all the updates and all the silly pictures and then even some of like the um the quotes that she would share and that's stuff oh, yeah like that. that's such a cute idea I really wish I had it yeah it makes it all for you like you don't well, have to do anything unless you want to I like the app one second every day too which it gets me to record my kids in person so then we well I, a lot of time it ends up being just pictures but remembering to take at least a picture a day so that at the end of each month that we put it together as a little video and then we do it at the end of the year too which has been really cool I think I've done it for like three years three or four years yeah. now and it's cool because you can save those onto your phone or wherever and have at least one little thing each day to remember your year we actually use I use that app here too a lot um and at the end of the year it's my favorite because then you compose everything and it gives you you can see like where the kids were when they first started the year and then how big they've gotten. Cause you look at your children every day and you're like, Oh, that's, you know, they're getting big, but then you're like in pictures. Oh, wow. They really got big. Yeah, and that app's free too. So that's, I'll is. put that in the show notes so you guys can find it, but like it's worth doing. It's so easy every night. I just, before I go to bed, I click in there and put in a picture or a video, or if I forget for a week, then I just go back and add them in there because it'll pull up just that day's worth of pictures too. So it's really easy to get through and cool app. I'll have to look at that one. I haven't looked at that one. Okay. I don't think I know this answer for either of you. So I'm curious. Um, and I'm going to add a part to it. So what is your favorite guilty pleasure TV show? And what is a show that people hyped up that you did not like or didn't didn't care for because it was so hyped up? Mm, my guilty pleasure is Shit's Creek. It's so dumb, but so funny. And I love that show. I guess that's probably my favorite. But then I didn't really care for Game of Thrones. It was not my thing. I think Dustin told you about that. Yeah, yeah, we, we had that conversation. Fire, but yeah. I... I was pregnant. Well, I just had a baby when we watched, started watching that show. And when they killed the baby, I was like, nope, we're done. Like, this is too much violence for me. And I, I like fantasy and stuff like that, but it was like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of like the killing children. <laughs> That's too much for me. Oh, you wouldn't like the, um, the, the midwife show then. Mm. That's a good show. But if you don't like babies dying, you won't like that one. It's not that they kill babies. It's just, it's a midwife show. So you, yeah, you yeah. imagine. But I think that's um, kind of different. Like yeah. it was just, they were very violent about like how that happened too. So yeah. You don't want to watch the midwives while you're pregnant. Yeah. Don't, yeah don't. I, I, I watched the newest season. Like, like, so I binged the last season Jeremy left and I literally was like bawling in every episode. Like, I'm like, why am I crying so much? I'm so hormonal. Um, <laughs> But like, as a mom, it's very different than watching it prior to being a mom or if you're pregnant, because there is, I mean, it touches on every aspect of motherhood, every aspect, um, trauma, everything. Um, it's a really good show, but it is very, it can be very intense. So, um, if you don't like very realistic shows, I wouldn't watch it. Um, what's your... So you said Game of Thrones. I can see that one. That one's really hyped up and you kind of have to, like, it's a love-hate relationship with that one. Um, 
so my love-hate relationship one I didn't really care for it was Handmaiden's Tale oh yeah I got like the first season I watched it and and I I don't know if I just kind of like I'm a binge watching type of person so like I'll pick a show and I'll just watch that show. Like I don't like bouncing back and forth to different shows. So I pick a show and I watch, I watch everything. Um, yeah, during I think the time that's where it lost me too, is I watched the first two oh, seasons and then I was like, oh, well I have to wait oh, six me too. months a year for a whole nother season. And I was like, yeah, see, I didn't like that one either, but I read the book. So um, I think that's why I just was bored. And I was like, yeah. I found myself. You already know what's going to happen. Doing something else. Yeah. Um, my guilty pleasure show is probably Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could I've rewatched that one so many times. But see, that doesn't um, make me guilty. <laughs> I it's love not that guilty. Show. It's just like it's just something that like I guess like my it's more of a like I just it's a happy place type Comfort of thing. show. Yeah. Um I don't watch like uh like I don't watch um reality shows. I think the only reality show that I've ever watched kind of continuously has been Survivor or those type yeah. of like those type of shows, but nothing like any of the other ones, like Bachelorette or anything like that. Like, like never, yeah, I, never I been my like, thing. I don't really care for that stuff either. No, I like watching those shows, but it's only usually for me Survivor. And I used to like Biggest Loser. That was one of my favorite. Oh, I loved Biggest Loser. Long time yeah. ago. But all the new ones just don't. I do like it. Amazing Race. I like that one, but Amazing Race. I never get through the whole season because I'm like 40, yeah. season 42 for Biggest Loser. And, I mean, for um, Amazing mm-hmm. Race and Survivor. So well, Amazing Race is a good one. one. Yeah, yeah, we watch like a few episodes here and there because Amazing Race to me is just fun to kind of see the different countries and the places they go. But see, to I don't me, really that's care about the competition. Though. It's not like it's not like stage. Like I feel a lot of those reality shows are so staged and I get so like, I'm just like, I can't like this person, like would never actually, why why would you portray yourself like this to an entire nation? Um, but I like those like challenge ones, like survivor, the amazing race is really cool. Like my 16th birthday was like designed after that. Like we did an amazing race type of, um, uh, thing. Like my mom had us racing all over town following clues and stuff so it was really fun um so my guilty pleasure (laughs) y'all are gonna laugh I like watching um well Gilmore not Gilmore Girls um Grey's Anatomy is my Mm -hmm. go-to I could binge watch watch Grey's Anatomy didn't really like it when I first started watching it but after there was a couple of seasons Mm -hmm. and I could watch all the way through but now it's starting to get boring again. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, See, I haven't watched, the, I haven't watched the last few seasons Mm-mm. or like at least the last season and a half. I felt like it's very repetitive. Like the last that. episode I remember was the ambulance with the two guys in it. And that was all I remember, like in the back lot during a well, season. Killed so many people off that were yeah. the main characters that it's like, okay. Well, this and is- I heard this season, they're like bringing back some of them too. So it's like, mm, I don't understand. They brought back people that nobody really cares. <laughs> okay. So the one that I like watching, and I probably shouldn't even tell you all this, it's Shameless. Like you watch that. <gasps> I love that Shameless though. Any worse. And then yeah. lo and behold, it gets worse. Yeah. Like you're like, how? Wait. It's so unrealistic. <laughs> how is this horrible? Like this is horrible. 
I actually have that on my list to like binge again because like I started watching it when it first came out and again I'm one of those where like I want to watch it like consecutively so I tend to like wait a while and then I go back and just rewatch it like even if I've seen the season or not like I rewatch everything and okay so um, I don't feel so bad though no I love Shameless I'm like oh this is like and I think to me though because Emma um the main character like I've always like she's always been like Phantom of the Opera like really goody to shoe type of thing so when she went into that role I was like oh like well I don't think she's in this newest season though the new season yeah she's not in it but um and then the one that I tried to really get into but I couldn't my husband loved it was Walking Dead I just I am. all the zombies I... and the killing and I just and when I they like, had the barn with all the people in it yeah. it was just too much I love the Walking Dead up until Glenn was murdered and I was just like f you writers <laughs> I was like, I was That's done. My husband was done with the series. I was like, I cannot believe this. I was traumatized. Um, no, I no, I could not. I could not. Like after that, I was just like, nah, I'm done. I'm good. Like I don't even think I last. I don't even think I watched majority of the seat. Like I watched it when Jeremy was watching it, but I found myself like, whatever. My favorite character is gone. Like I don't care about the show anymore. <laughs> Like I don't. Are you I was the same so with mad. books? If the favorite one's done, do you quit reading it? Huh? No, <laughs> I'll finish the books. But like, to me though, I also felt like after Glenn died in in Walking Dead, it just became so repetitive. Like I felt like they should have kind of ended it a little bit because like it literally was just the same thing. Like, oh, here's a bad guy, defeat the bad guy. Oh, here's a new bad guy. Like it just was. <laughs> it was. It just became way too repetitive for me. So I found myself like drifting watching things on my phone type of thing um but yeah no I was like after that season I was like I don't I don't don't like this anymore um I was trying to think of another show that's a guilty pleasure I could watch Grey's Anatomy I've watched that one yeah Gilmore Girls was good too because that's one that I like watching a lot and uh full house i used to love watching full house but the fuller house it it, i've watched it but it's 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 kind of boring um like the first season was okay but then again like well like where's the storyline going the problem for the fuller house for me was my daughter's like yay fuller house like it's new full house it was not kidding no it was like a disney or nickelodeon like one of their silly ridiculous shows like this the dumbness to it was definitely like Disney shows like oh no like the dumb things that happened and it wasn't like real life because Full House was like real life things that would happen to the characters yeah yeah Yeah. I don't really watch shows I guess my biggest thing is at the end of the day if I have extra time I'm gonna read or I'm gonna do something for myself so see I always like a TV on in the background so like if I'm working I either have like a pot like I either have like a podcast on or a book on, or I have the TV on over my shoulder. Um, I binge watch. So like, we love the magicians, obsessed with magicians. So we watched that. that. I need to rewatch that one. Cause I watched the first season. I'm sorry, watching the second season. And I was like, Oh no. Like, cause yeah. I read the books first. It's different. Like, so that's the thing I loved about the magicians was they're the same characters, different storyline. So you're not actually getting bored because you're not like rereading the book. It's basically like you get a whole different version of the story 
which that was really cool to me because I was like, oh, I was waiting for the XYZ part to happen from the book. And then I was like, this is never happening. Like, that's crazy. So you still have to like actually pay attention. So I, I love that about magicians. Yeah. Another show that I really like, I could watch all the time is Reba. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to watch Reba. I could watch that one. Like, like those are my go-to, like just to put on that I know it's comforting. What's that with Tim can... Allen and his girl, his daughters? That one was really cute too. Um, that was the newer one. Oh, Last yeah. Man Standing. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Last Man yeah. Standing. That, that one was really a cute, cute show. Yeah. So the one my dad and my grandmother love playing is Little House on the Prairie. Like you I know, we grew up with that. Love and Little House, House, on, the House on the Prairie. All and Bonanza. Did you guys that. ever watch Bonanza? That was always on at my my in laws' house. They're always watching Bonanza. So yeah. growing up, we didn't have cable. Like we we just had like those few shows that were on the antenna. Like all the way up until high school. Like we just we did not have it. And so, um, the Waltons. And Little House on the Prairie were my jam. Um, oh, and the I Andy Griffin. Oh, I didn't really Andy like Andy Griffin. Um, <laughs> but I loved the Waltons, and I loved I loved Little House on the Prairie. Um, and like sometimes I'll go back, like like the TV has like um like the antenna TV on it on the smart TV. So occasionally it'll be on there, and I'll just find myself sitting there with my coffee in the morning, going, "Oh yeah, I remember this episode." What's at the top of your bucket list or like top three, top three, let's do top three. I mean, obviously mine is still travel, travel to the places I haven't been to yet. I think that's always going to be a top of a bucket list. Um, I think now it's travel with my kids. Now that I have kids, like now be able to show them some of the cool places that I visited through um, my youth. Um. So I really want to jump out of an airplane, but I'm also super, 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 super scared. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it soon. You have the opportunity. I have the opportunity. I've been texting Jeremy all morning and I'm just like, I really want to do this, but I'm also like really scared. And he's just like, well, they're the most qualified people to like do it with and all this other thing. And I'm like, I'm just going to have to hype myself up. I'm just going to have to be like, you got this. Is that the spouse's day? thing that you posted so it's different it's not the same thing so um so for the spouses day like a lot of places a lot of um, units will do either spouse days or or uh, organized unit days so like um so this one that i posted the other day is for a spouse appreciation month uh, week and they're going to be doing it across the division um so um, majority of Fort Bragg can participate in this one. I um, mean, they're doing like, you know, you'll go in and do like the PT tests and you'll be able to jump out of the tower um, and do so, some of those different things, which I've done that in the past. I did that when we were stationed in J-Bear. Um, and then we're also, I think we're also doing it at battalion level here this summer as well, but I don't know what we're doing at, at that level. They do different things. Um, like I've shot the um like the guns through the simulator and um I've jumped out of the tower I've put on all their equipment which of course I fell right over because it's extremely heavy if you've not put on your spouse's equipment like their jump gear and everything it's it's a lot of weight we had Um, one here at Rucker too when we were when my husband was stationed there we got to do Dunker and we've got to do the um, helicopter simulators and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. 
That's yeah. So we have an opportunity. Um, we've been asked some of the FRG advisors have been asked if they want to jump with the Golden Knights. So, um, I told them I was going to do it. So I guess I can't really back out now, uh, unless it's canceled or for or whatever reason is postponed. But um, so yeah. But like, I really want to do it. Like one of my biggest reasons for like saying yes was because I want to show the kids that it's okay to be afraid to do something and do it and like have that experience. Cause like, I'm terrified. Like I'm so like, I'm pretty sure that the person who I'm going to be strapped to is literally going to have to like put me like in like a restraint type of hold and just be like, all right, we're going and jump out of the airplane. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to be like, walk myself to the edge and jump out by myself um or not by myself but like make myself do that so um but my my biggest thing is like it's okay to be scared to do something but you shouldn't be you shouldn't let being scared hold you back from opportunities because like this is like really once in a lifetime opportunity to do this so um yeah so I'm, I'm excited but I'm also like okay like I want to video it, but it's going to be full of curse words. I it already know it. It will be so funny. You have to video I, it. If they, if they allow us to video it, I'll video it. But I, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm also terrified that I'm just going to pass out. Like one of those videos, like where you see the people on the amusement parks and they just pass out because they're scared. Like, I feel like that's going to be me and I want video evidence of it as well. Cause like, I'm, it'll be fun. I, I'm excited. So hopefully it happens. Um, and it's not canceled. And I just didn't like my, like, I didn't hype myself up to saying yes for no reason. <laughs> Cause that was a lot of encouragement. Like I literally spent from our coffee yesterday at Fort Bragg until today at like one, I literally spent that entire time going like, you can do this, Ashley, you can do it. Like, just say yes. Like you won't regret it. Just say yes. Like, even if it's the worst experience of your life, you can still say that you did it. I think so, it's yeah. worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. What are your other ones? Any other ones? Um, travel that oh, I don't really know. Like I have like I made so when we did last year, we made those like bucket list sheets, like 100 things you want to do yeah. before like you die. I brought I it up so have I that. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, I still have mine. Like I have mine over there. I have it listed. Like there's still several things I want to do, but like they're not like the top. Like they'll be super fun to do. And they're kind of like, you know, buy a house, which obviously I want to do, but like, now I know like we're probably not going to do that for another until Jeremy retires until he hits 20. Um, because there's really no point for us to do it now. Like, especially in the market today, like it would just be more of a headache than it really is worth. Um, but like travel with Jeremy and kids is probably the top of my list. Um, I'm really jealous that he gets to go to the Netherlands without me though. I wanted to take him to the Netherlands and in France and show him like Normandy beach and everything like that. Like I wanted to be the one to go with him, but he gets to go do that in May. So I'm excited that he gets to go, but I'm bummed that I don't get to go with him. But I guess like just being there for my kids, like just making sure like I'm there for when they graduated, graduate and just making myself accessible to them knowing that they know that I'll be there no matter what they need um type of thing which I don't know if that's really like a bucket list type of thing but like they're on my bucket list I have like go to my kids weddings and meet my grandkids it's on there so yeah yeah 
I think mine is taking a backpacking trip with Madison and going seeing the Eiffel Tower and then my other one which I think when we did this with the coordinators it was a lot of people's but going to Disney World and just having that full-blown experience with your children yeah Um, and then my other would just be being able to sit out and just enjoy you know my grandkids playing on you know our property and just having the rocking chairs and just being at that point in life where it's like okay this is what we've worked up to Mm -hmm. so I guess having that accomplishment would be kind of that bucket list thing Mm -hmm. that I'm looking for I guess yeah I'm really excited I get to take Disney off our bucket list this year we're taking the kids to Disney and I say we've been but I want to do like all of it yeah Yeah. money well that's what we're throwing it all out yeah so um my parents are paying for majority of the trip so they've been so busy the last four or five years um with with building the coaster and starting the business and everything like that that they've really not been able to do anything like they've not been able to do anything with the grandkids um they've they've missed a lot of like holidays and things like that so they're like you know we want to take everyone to disney we're going big so like we're going for nine days we're going to the parks for uh, we're going for five days at the parks one day at universal um you know we're staying at a deluxe resort all that type of stuff so like it's gonna be like they'll be able to do like whatever they want to do um and i'm really excited to give them that experience i'm bummed jeremy's not going but hopefully we can go again later with him but i think the kids are gonna have a great time they're going with their cousins so it'll be exciting gears was saying that a lot of it's travel and i was looking at my list because i do i did bring it out it is it's like all the different places i want to be is like most of the places i want to go like see all the 50 states and all the different countries that i want to go to um so i was kind of looking through it in the weird some weird ones that I'd like to do I guess I want to write a book um I just don't really have the time I think that's gonna be something like when I'm older and have the time to like sit down without my kids around all the time to do that um but I think writing a book would be really cool um I don't know so most of it's traveling and there's a few fitness things like I've always wanted to know how to do a handstand and a pull-up like body strength things that I've never been able to do so I guess those are my things I don't know there's not a lot a lot of it is just like I want to go to so many different places. I've, I have a huge passion for traveling. And so all the things are like going and eating tacos in Mexico and seafood up in Maine and like doing the different things and all the cool places that we can go. Yeah. I think we should challenge you guys again though. It's been, gosh, it's been almost two years since we did the hundred. Yeah. Like that was one of our, that was one of our first episodes. Like, I'm pretty sure that was, we talked about it on the podcast. Like that was like, like yeah, I think it was our first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and Sabrina, bringing up fitness, that was one of mine when we originally did that was running a marathon at Disneyland. See, I, I would love that. to do that. I would love yeah. to do that. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't know if I would do a marathon. I might do a half marathon. <laughs> My, I don't it's know if I could ever. It, it is. So the week, the weekend before we're going is when they're doing all of that. Um, because initially we were trying to go over that weekend so we could at least be there for mine and Brittany's birthday. Um, but they're like, 
no don't come like yeah friday saturday like sunday like it's going to be so chaotic and so we're like okay that's fine um but i don't think i'll ever be able to train my knees up no to a full marathon like my knees are just they're just so weak like i i think i could but it would be like i don't know like i just I don't know. I, I don't still know. think I'm gonna do it. It would be One so day, cool. I'm gonna do it. They have a 5K. Let's start off small. Let's do the 5K <laughs> at Disney. Like, let's start off small and build yeah. ourselves up to that marathon. Um, I said I wanted to get back into running the other day on Facebook, and this one of the girls here at Benning was like, "Run with me," and I'm like, "Are you crazy? Like, you're running? <laughs> I said, you have to start somewhere, Cam. Off of your place." Yeah, it's so, always those people offering, who are like, so you have runners. to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it's always those avid runners. Like, come up with me. I'm like, I, you would leave me in the first quarter mile. Like, <laughs> so over me. <laughs> I would be like slowing you down. Um, I will, another one that I just thought about too is I've always had a desire to own my own like bakery or coffee shop. Uh, so you, you should do I it. Keep, <laughs> yeah, I keep telling my husband is like just where people can come and just buy, you know, baked goods or fresh apples or just come and have coffee and just somewhere I can call my own and know that it's my place and that I own it and I call all the shots. So that's like the best feeling when you get to be like the boss of yourself, like not having to answer to somebody else um, type of thing. Yeah, me and Sabrina keep like joking that we're going to open a coffee shop here at Bragg for playdates because there's not yes. that like are, are really genuinely good to host like playdates like you know coffee meetups where the kids can still interact with each other and moms can have like a carefree like hour to two hours to catch chat and catch up and you know I get it coffee shops where more a lot of people go to like study and things like that but um I don't know like ever since that coffee shop in Alaska where they literally had an entire area for kids to play in and it was extremely kid-friendly. Like I, I so wish that it would be. Yeah, they've place. had a few places similar like here and there, but they never last. So yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they, they just opened one at Campbell too, where you can go in and it's a play area. And then. Yeah. Cause I they said- had one in Southern Pines, but it closed during COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think you had to pay for that one too, though. Like that's like, to me though, like, I don't want to pay to go have coffee someplace. Like, it needs to be, like, a genuine, like, coffee place, and there's just things for the kids to do. Even like, if it's just toddlers, like, a, like, a yeah. play kitchen or something there. Yeah, that's yeah. How, and that's how it was in Alaska. Like, it was just, like, a play kitchen, and it, they had, like, some toys, and they were just able to play over in the corner. Um, like, I feel like the places where they charge admissions to come in, like, like that's a deterrent for me, because, like, you know, I might that's come in, but coffee. I have, you know, I have friends that have, you know nine to 14 month old babies who are not going to play in the stuff but you still have to pay admissions to go in so well and I'm surprised that more people haven't been doing it especially with the way dentist offices are doing it um you know most of the dentist offices that you go to they have games and legos and tablets and train tracks and mm-hmm. i mean there was one in clarksville and then when we moved here there was one here and so it's just surprising that more coffee shops don't have a little area for something like that yeah i think i think it's just also like the area like a lot of the coffee shops are 
are are small. Like there's not even really places to sit down um, mm. for like a larger group to meet. Like maybe a group of four is like the max. Cause like some of the places that we went into when we did the coffee tours here at Bragg, like we literally took up the entire coffee shop with just seven people. Um, so it just depends, I think, um, what your goal is to do with the coffees, but like, I love meeting up with people and just having coffee and, and chatting. Like it, it's a nice break in the week to do those type of things. Um, it would just be really cool to have like an opera, like, you know, not having to haul an entire like playroom with you to keep your kids entertained would be like super convenient. And I would 100% drive to a place just to have the right location yeah yeah just to have the right location okay so let's 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 end this um podcast today with one more question i think this will be super quick for us um what has been the highlight of your this past year like what is one thing that when you look back has been a highlight of your year moving to pinehurst and finding a home and a place where it just feels like we're happy every day we get outside we drive around town we love we love where we live so I like that one. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh crap, I don't really know. Yeah. I would say for us, it would be having our complete family together, all six of our kids and everybody just being together in one place. And then, you know, not having the stress of everything else in the world. So just being able to meet up for that week here and doing that. I'm scared to say, so if it's just to January so far, I'm happy that we've had everyone home and Jeremy's not rapidly deployed, but I am knocking on wood. So just in case, um, but if it goes past the new year, I don't know. Um, Mine was back in August, so yeah, October. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, you know, I guess like the highlight would be like my husband coming home safely from Afghanistan during um, crazy yeah. H Kaya. Like, I that was a surreal experience. Um, he had a crazy experience, and so just having him home safely and in one piece is probably the the best thing that happened last year because like there was several times where that was not the thought that crossed my mind and you know um especially after explosions and all that kind of stuff so um that definitely was a highlight so I guess like him being able to come home in time for for Christmas and to be home for Christmas and um was 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 really great because that could have gone completely different so well, hopefully this year goes a lot better for everybody. And I know it was a very stressful year last year for all of us. So, but I, I just want to say that if you guys are listening to us, I know that a lot of you, we have a lot more listeners than we have followers on Instagram. So if you guys are on Instagram, come over and say hi to us because things like this, the hundred bucket list, like we'd love to hear what your bucket list is. We want to get to know our listeners and get to know you guys. And we have giveaways that a lot of people aren't entering. So you have a really good chance of winning. So come visit us. Come say hi. And they're good giveaways. They are good good. ones. Yeah. Yeah. We had some great ones and there'll be more in the future. So just keep an eye out 
um, as well as go check out our events on Deployed Love page. I mean, we have some great events coming up. We have one tonight, which that wouldn't matter because it's going to air next week, but we have some coming up at the end of the month that are going to be really fun. Um, there's, there's a lot of support here on the podcast and in the Deployed Love realm, so Join us for stuff. Yeah, we have five. We were talking about fitness goals. There's a 5K coming up. You can run with us and it's virtual. But if you're local to one of our locations, come out. There'll be some of the coordinators will be running the event with you. Um, But virtually send us pictures and we'll cheer for you. Go live, whatever it is. We'd love to see you guys participating. And I know that it's a fundraiser, but it's also a way for us all to just kind of get to know each other across the community and do something together across the nation. I mean, what kind of experience do you get to have that very often? So come join that and we'll have all that stuff in the show notes so you guys can kind of see where that stuff is going on but we hope that you enjoy being part of our family and we want you to be part of it more active and see your faces on our page and get to know you guys so yeah we're going to be posting really soon um a kind of like a poll we would love to hear what you guys want to hear more from us like you know topics that you think need to be talked more about or um, maybe you would like more information on a resource or anything like that, let us know so we can reach out and we can find those for you and have that um, for you at a click of a button where you can listen to it on one of our next upcoming podcasts. All right. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode, come to the Instagram and tell us hi and let us know what your bucket list goals are or make a picture of it and send us a picture of your hundred bucket list. And we will be looking for those in the next week. Um, otherwise, I hope all you of you and your kids have enjoyed April and the month of the military child. We've had lots of fun events. There's still fun events going on the page, including a coloring contest. So make sure you guys get active, get involved, show your kids some love because they go through everything we go through and they most times don't know what's going on. So show them some appreciation, enjoy the rest of your month. And then we move into May, which is the end of the school year and everything fun that has to do with summer is coming really soon. So I hope that you guys are having a great week and we will talk to you later. Rock up, Buttercup. Bye.